Amen. Praise the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. We were giving a task. I was given a task, amen, by Apostle Coward in our bishop's retreat. And he said, uh, we want to start teaching more of the articles of faith. And he began to put in us, amen, what part and what articles of faith he wanted us to teach. And uh, amen, praise the Lord. I, I'm going to admit that, amen, I had not read the articles of faith in quite some time. Amen, praise the Lord, until he began to teach us the importance of it when we were in our bishop's meeting. Amen, praise the Lord. And then I began to kind of look through it and go through it. Amen, praise the Lord. It's in our disciple. Um, and I would it, uh, tell everyone, every saint of God, if you have a, a disciple, amen, if you would open it up and begin to go through the articles of faith. Amen. Article one is the apostolic doctrine. Uh, we believe the scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is the apostolic doctrine according to 2 Timothy 3 and 16. And then the Godhead, Article 2 is the Godhead, amen. Uh, we believe, amen, that in him dwelled all the fullness of glory, hallelujah. The Godhead what? Bodily, amen, praise the Lord. Article 3 is creation, amen, praise the Lord. According to Genesis 1, 27, God created man in his image, amen. Article 4, amen, is the fall of man, amen, according to Genesis 3 and 1. Article 5 is regeneration. Article 6 is salvation. Article 7 is justification. Article, glory, holiday, 8 is sanctification. Article 9 is separation. Article 10 is participation. And amen, I'm trying to get through this a little bit, but participation means in essence that it's very important for all of us to be a part of the church of God, the Bible way. It is not an option, amen. You can't decide that you're going to show up when you show up and do what you want to do. You must be a part of, amen, a Bible-believing, apostolic, holiness church in order to be saved. Oh, glory in Jesus' name. I know you thought you were going to be saved anyhow, but the anyhow is coming to church and working. Amen, praise the Lord. And we believe, amen, praise the Lord in sanctification. I brought that up, separation and participation. Amen, praise the Lord. And then operation, we believe in the gifts of the Spirit. Amen, praise the Lord. You must understand, amen, that believing in the gift of the Spirit is paramount to being apostolic. You cannot be apostolic if you don't believe God is a supernatural God. If you don't believe, oh my God, in Jesus' name. How can you receive the Holy Ghost if you don't believe that glory? Hallelujah. Oh my God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And then there's administration, amen, amen, praise the Lord. And in that, there are three classes of administration inside the church. There are the members, amen, praise the Lord. There is the presbytery, amen, praise the Lord. And then there's leadership. And we all fit in some form of this, amen, inside the church, amen. It's very important to understand that because when you're working and doing your work, you must know where you fit in the administration of the church, Oh, my God, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then there is confirmation. In other words, we believe in ordaining elders and deacons. We believe that it is important to lay hands on you in order for you to be able to do the work. I know some say, but I've been doing it for a while. Yeah, but you do it after the hands are laid on you, you're going to see a difference. You're going to see a difference. Amen. Praise the Lord. And therefore, amen, from there we go also to in the condemnation, amen. Church has the authority to disfellowship, amen, praise the Lord. We Literally, the church can disfellowship people, amen. The church can say, in essence, amen, you are disfellowshipped. And that is, people say, well, I can go to another church, not another apostolic holiness church. Because, amen, when you are disfellowshipped, you must get right with the church in order to be right with God. You can't bypass, oh, glory, hallelujah. You can't bypass God's people and go to God and think it's going to be all right. God, hallelujah, in Jesus' name, amen. Glory, hallelujah, amen. And then we believe in damnation, amen. There is a literal hell. Amen, praise the Lord. It ain't just in your mind. I know some people say, well, there's hell here on earth. It ain't nothing like the hell, hell, hell. Amen, praise the Lord. Amen. And then we believe, amen, in preparation. We believe in the rapture. We believe the Lord is coming for us again. We believe it with all of our heart. Amen, praise the Lord. I don't know about you, but I'm waiting on it. Amen, praise the Lord. I'm looking for it, amen. That's why we're going through all of this, is because I'm waiting for the rapture to come and do something. Day by side. Glory, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. And the last article, amen, is that of holiness. Holiness, amen, praise the Lord, which no man shall see the Lord without it in Jesus' name. And so in going through those articles, amen, praise the Lord, it is amazing because when you look at the articles in and of themselves, it is 17 of them. And as we go through them, it is so easy to believe in essence and leave one behind and think, amen, praise the Lord, that I'm all right, amen, if I don't go to church, I'm all right, I'm saved. Amen, or, or, or just something, amen, praise the Lord, even uh, uh, the operations of the Spirit or the gifts of the Spirit. Well, if I don't speak in tongues, that's all right. And it is so easy to get to a point in time where we believe that we're all right, amen, and we don't need these things. But I'm here to tell you now that if we're going to be saved, we need all 17 of them. And the scary thing is this is that you can lose one or two of them and think you're all right and be damned to hell. Glory, hallelujah. Amen. So when we look at this and understand this in the fullness, we understand, amen, and see that God set the system up for his salvation to include all of his saints in everything that it entails. You cannot be saved without me and I cannot be saved without you. Oh, glory, you better love me. You better love me. My daddy used to say you can get, amen, another mindset, but you can't get another soul. He used to say, so you better change your mindset. You better love me. Amen. But all my warts and ugliness and everything else. Amen. I know it's hard to love me, but it's hard to love you too. Glory. Hallelujah. Well, with this understanding, amen, praise the Lord, with the, 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 the task that I have tonight 
is to, amen, minister uh, on uh, the part of justification. And that is my, amen, praise the Lord. That is what my task is tonight, is to, to minister to you on justification and to know in essence, amen, praise the Lord, the importance of it. We read in the scriptures, amen, praise the Lord, but that we are justified by faith. In other words, amen, our belief system in who we believe, amen, justifies us, amen. If we believe that God is God and we walk in the faith that he's God, then we are justified. But then we must understand what faith actually is. Uh, in the Western culture, we think that faith is this thing in our mind. So therefore, it's between the ears, amen. So we just sit and think, amen, and say, I believe God. And we, because we say that, we believe that we are saved. And this is why you'll meet alcoholics, amen. You'll meet prostitutes that said, I believe in God. And I'm just as holy as you are. Because they think that, amen, faith is this thing that is between the ears. But faith is not not just that it is a work that you're doing you must understand that if you believe something amen and it is a part of you it becomes a part of you and everything is based on the fact that you believe what you believe one of the examples i use in our church all the time is you believe those chairs that you're sitting on will hold you i don't see anyone amen reaching for someone else or trying to stabilize themselves or trying to make sure that the chair doesn't fall you believe that chair holds you so well until literally amen you plumped all of your weight on that chair amen praise the lord and if it were asked for you to raise your feet up in the air you would even do that because you just believe the chair is going to hold you but that is faith in the chair oh glory hallelujah in jesus name so an understanding since that is the precept that faith works on i must understand that if i believe in god he must become my support system and i can recognize whether or not, or not i believe him by how I, amen, work within the means of him. In other words, if I'm not just a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word, then I'm not a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. So therefore, amen, praise the Lord, to be justified in Jesus. I have to walk in him. I have to be in him. I literally must take my time, amen, and make sure, hallelujah, that I don't care what happens in my life. The first person I run to when things go bad is him. Oh, glory, hallelujah. And the last thing that happens, amen, is him. Everything should be him. Everything should begin in him and everything should end in him. But when we look at this, amen, praise the Lord, we have to understand who this is and the problem. Uh, I was talking to, amen, the bishops, and I told you I learned so much when I was when with them, amen, and I had a chance. I've been to a few debates that Apostle has had with the Hebrew Israelites. You're familiar with them. Apostle has done some powerful teaching on them, amen, praise the Lord, and, 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 and I was at one debate, amen, praise the Lord, and, uh, and it, it sparked something inside of me. I was talking to Overseer Williams, and he began to tell me, hey, man, he said, you know, the one thing that they can't handle is Galatians, the book of Galatians, amen. And, and so I began to say, well, let, let me read the book of Galatians, 
but I need to read it with a different mindset and a different eye because I've been reading it, amen, as Paul having an issue inside the church with those that wanted to come in and teach circumcision again after they had been freed from that through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so therefore, amen, praise the Lord, I was looking at it that way. But when I began to go through it, amen, with the mindset of, wait a minute, this is a defense against something that's trying to crawl back in the church again. I literally began to read it with a different mindset in a different way. I hope you'll understand me tonight. Glory, hallelujah. So as I begin to go through this, amen, praise the Lord, the first thing that I begin to understand is Paul's attitude in the book of Galatians. Most times when you read Paul, Paul said, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, and he would go on and he says, the grace be to you in peace from God our Father, and so on and so forth. And then he would go on a few other nice little salutations. You know, Paul was good, amen, before he lowered the bomb on you, that he told you you were nice and he was ready to see you, happy to see you, and all of those wonderful things. But the book of Galatians is different than anything else that Paul had written because Paul writes this book with a bit of an attitude. Literally, amen, he goes from, amen, grace be unto you and peace from God the Father from our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he goes straight to verse 4 and verse 1. He said, who gave himself for our sin that we might deliver us from this present and evil world according to the will of God. And then he begins to say, verse 6, I marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ into another gospel. Uh, he goes right into the issue and the problem at the time because the gospel was being changed. Now what is so peculiar about this, amen, praise the Lord, is how he dealt with, amen, this gospel because it was not another gospel and this is what gets us because, amen, it's not another gospel. It's a gospel that is in the Bible. Eh? Glory, hallelujah. And that's why I get a few of us apostolic people because he said it's in the Bible, but they man, they, but they tried to take the old gospel and replace it with the new gospel. So therefore, amen, we can't walk in the newness of life that God called us to walk into. So what Paul had to say, in essence, amen, he said, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. In other words, he said the gospel is, amen, is another gospel, but it's not another gospel. When I looked at the, the Greek word for that, it literally means, in essence, amen, Amen. It is the same, but it's different. And this is where we get caught. Because, amen, praise the Lord, if you don't go through the scriptures and understand what God has given you and understand why the Lord came and died on the cross and rose again for you, you will, oh, glory, hallelujah, it will make sense to you. When you go through Deuteronomy chapter 28 and you read all of the things that they bring up, it will make sense to you because it is the gospel, but understand it is the wrong dispensation for that gospel. That gospel is going and old and done with. Glory, hallelujah. We're in another dispensation in time. Oh my God, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And then Paul began to say something that was powerful. He said, but though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Paul, amen, said, even if I preach something different to you, if I walk in here and start saying in essence, amen, that Jesus ain't God, you got the right to throw me out of here. See, that, that, that's 
the gospel that we stand on. This gospel ought to be so sure and so firm inside of you. Amen. This article of faith that if somebody comes and change the preaching of the doctrine and say, I used to preach this, but now I preach that. Oh, and you know what they say today. I've evolved. I've moved away from that. Y'all, amen. Y'all don't have that here? Y'all don't have that in, your, in Georgia, huh? They got that in Tampa. They, they say, I've evolved. I used to be apostolic. I used to be that way. But then the Lord came and gave me revelation and all these other things. La da la da la da 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 And all of these things like that. Amen. When they say that, I just click them off in my head. And I just, amen. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So therefore, amen, we see here in the scriptures, amen, therefore Paul is dealing with this and dealing with the issues of this other doctrine. And I want to tell the church today that the same thing that Paul was going through at that time in Galatia is the same thing that we're going through today. Glory, hallelujah. Because as I was sitting and talking to the bishop, apostle dropped another gem in my mind, amen, to understand where the Hebrew Israelites came from. It actually came from someone who was apostolic, who was with amen apostle Bonner amen praise the Lord at one time and then going from there to this amen see that of those that creep in unawares oh my God hallelujah oh God you know what I'm talking about hallelujah there's those that come in there and say yeah amen you know I like what apostle Kyle teach I love it I love it but let me just tell you about this let me show you this scripture Huh? Huh? Let me let me let me let me tell you this scripture. And you know they like to take you to the parking lot. They don't want you to talk in the church. They take you to the parking lot. They want you in the dark in the back side of the church where nobody can see. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They take you back there to fill you up with all that false doctrine and false stuff. They take you to the back. Amen, praise the Lord. And then, I don't want, uh, you know, apostle don't teach this, but I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something. Let me show you what this scripture say. Let me show you what this scripture And let me tell you, if you gullible enough, amen, it'll get you. Uh, amen. Glory, hallelujah. Paul was amazed. And to show you how, amen, how evil and how sinister, but how easy it is, Paul begins to talk about in, in chapter 2 of Galatians that literally, amen, he came in and he said, 14 years after I went again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me, he said, I went by revelation and communicated unto them the gospel which I preached among the Gentiles. He said, privily to them uh, which were of reputation, least by any means I should run and, and, and had run in vain. Amen. Praise the Lord. But he began to say that neither Titus, he said, verse 2, uh, 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 verse 3, I'm sorry, chapter 2 he said but you know I was there with them and while I was walking with them amongst them he said Titus was with us Titus is a Greek and Titus never thought to be circumcised it is so sneaky he said Titus was with us Titus being a Greek was, comp was not compelled to be circumcised huh 
He was compelled to be circumcised, and that because of false brothers unawares brought in who came in privilege to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus. There are folk that will come to Bible way just to sit inside the teachings, just to sit inside the place, to sit here and say, wow, my God, go, man, that's so powerful, that's powerful. Come, let me show you something. And this is what is gobbling up apostolic people. Huh? Hmm? I love what Paul says, though, in verse 5. He says, but to whom we gave place by subjection, no. <laughs> he said, listen, we ain't give him no room. The minute the false stuff came out by, talk to the hand. That's how you have to handle false doctrine. You don't listen to stuff. You don't sit there and listen to stuff. If you want somebody, let your pastor listen to it. Let, let apostle or the bishops so we can refute it. But you just give them a hand and get up and walk off. You know you ain't got enough to fight them. Leave them alone. Amen. Tell them I feel it's wrong in my spirit. Bye. Paul said we gave them, he said we gave, he said we gave place by subjection. No, not for an hour. And that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. He said, that's why we shut them up. Because we wanted the gospel to, be, to go in you. And this is why we do the things that we do. Because we've got to keep the gospel moving in you. I begin to understand something about the gospel. If I'm not learning more about Jesus every day and learning more, somehow I'm falling behind. If I'm not getting something new. There is action in Jackson. You don't want to miss it. Revival is coming May 3rd to September 28th. Meet us at 3102 Monticello Drive in Jackson, Mississippi. And don't forget to share our hashtag, Action in Jackson and Reviving Jackson MS. If I'm getting a new revelation of him, I'm falling behind. You're either going forward or you're going back. There's no such thing, amen, as being stagnant or being in the same position. Hey, glory, hallelujah. Amen, praise the Lord. Now, I'll tell you what will happen, amen, while you're doing nothing and going nowhere, you think you're going forward, but then that's when the enemy gives you a false doctrine. He gives you something false to grab a hold of, and then while you're studying this false thing, this is what makes you think you're going in the right direction, but literally, amen, praise the Lord, you're just off the tracks. Glory, hallelujah. Amen, hallelujah. And then Paul, Peter began to say, I, he said, I'm having a problem with this. He said, because when they saw me, they saw in essence, amen, that the, the doctrine of the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me. Just like circumcision was committed to them, they preached to those that were circumcised. I am a, an apostle of the Gentiles. I am an apostle, amen, that deals with those, amen, that are non-Jews. Amen, praise the Lord. And he says, in essence, amen, praise the Lord. And he said, even Peter, verse 8, he says, too, therefore he that wrought effectually in Peter the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me towards the Gentiles. He said, the same anointing that was on Peter for the, amen, the Jews was on me for the Gentiles. 
So literally, amen, praise the Lord. He said, he said, there's an anointing on him, there's an anointing on me. There's an anointing on him, there's an anointing on me. And remember, amen, praise the Lord, in Acts chapter 10, it was Peter, amen, who got the vision from the Lord. You remember when he was in the upper room, he was hungry, the Lord sent him into a trance. And then the Lord had him come in, amen, and preach to Cornelius, amen, this Italian group, and they received the Holy Ghost. Amen, praise the Lord. And he baptized him in Jesus' name. So I really believe that when Peter and Paul were talking, I believe they were going back and forth and talking about the fact of, guess what? Man, I had the same experience. Man, I was witnessing to, the, to these Gentiles, bro. Man, the people started speaking in tongues on me. I couldn't even finish my message. They started speaking in tongues all over the place. Oh, glory, hallelujah. And as they were speaking in tongues, I just had to take them down in Jesus' name. Amen, praise the Lord. Amen. I believe that they were having this conversation back and forth. And as they were having this conversation, amen, praise the Lord, they began to get this understanding. But something happened, amen, praise the Lord, because you skip down to verse 11, amen, in chapter 2 of Galatia. And the Bible says, but when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. Wait a minute. How do you go from saying, preaching to Gentiles, having an experience, and having them receive the other? the Holy Ghost and seeing the greatness of God working and then all of a sudden you get with your homeboys and when you get with your homeboys all of a sudden you stop being apostolic I'm here to tell you right now amen praise the Lord if it could happen to Peter it can happen to you sit home sit home and pull up Preflo Dollar it starts sounding good Amen. Oh, glory in Jesus' name. Glory in Jesus' name. Glory, help me, Lord, help me. I might need you to get the truck running, Jansen, so when it's time to go, amen, we can get there, all right? Oh, glory, hallelujah. Amen. But see, you must understand this, amen. If Peter can fall, Paul said I had to get in his face. He said I withstood him. To the face because he was to blame. For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were, were of the circumcision. And the other Jews dis disassembled likewise with them, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. Even Barnabas was following for it. Apostles were falling for the false doctrine. An apostle who walked with Jesus saw him die on the cross, saw him raised from the dead. It, oh my son, falling for this thing. I'm here to tell you something right now. The reason for this was around the time of this letter, in this time, there was political upheaval going on. Just to give you a background as to what was happening. And at that particular point in time, amen, praise the Lord, there were Judaizers that was raising up against Rome. They were trying to get a break from Rome. And so therefore, politically, amen, they were getting all the Jews together so they could come against the Gentiles. Well, while they were trying to get the Jews together to come against the Gentiles, amen, the Jews began to think in essence that we saved and they ain't saved. And literally, amen, the Jews began to forget the fact that Lord saved the Gentiles and began to walk in the fact, amen, that we're the only one saved and everybody else is going to hell. 
and this is what created the atmosphere. I'm saying this also too, that while we're in this time in 2020, but all of the black upheaval things that's going on and all of the stuff that's happening against us as black people, we must understand, amen, praise the Lord, that we are saints of God first. Oh, glory, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Amen, praise the Lord. Amen, hallelujah. Uh oh, glory, hallelujah. I am a saint of God. I've been baptized in Jesus' name. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. So therefore, amen, my allegiance is to Jesus first. And I know that there are things that are happening, amen, praise the Lord, that are bad and racist. Let me give you, amen, a little tidbit. Racism is all over the world. Racism is in the evil heart of man. If you Google Israel and racism, you'll find out that the Nigerians in Israel right now are complaining because they can't even get a cab literally amen praise the lord they're doing their own form of black lives matter in israel right now because amen the light-skinned jews are trying to tell the dark-skinned jews that literally they don't have no part in it so therefore amen the atmosphere amen got, can get conducive for the black Thing to go on but I want to let you know that amen praise the Lord that you are saved sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost and you must understand amen in the church of God there are all races of people in the church of God amen praise the Lord it don't matter what the color of your skin is it does not matter what gender you are you are a saint of God and therefore since you are a saint of God you must stay on that fact first before you run after anything else oh my god hallelujah hallelujah so Paul had to get in Peter's face because Peter began to get in the times Peter began to feel the different things that was going on and literally when pol political uh, uh, upheaval comes in it's so easy to fall into it it is so easy, amen, praise the Lord, that to, to, to literally get a mindset that is not of God. So when we understand this, amen, praise the Lord, what they forgot was the fact, amen, praise the Lord, that we're saved by faith in him. I'm saved because I believe in him. Amen, praise the Lord. I'm saved because I've been baptized in Jesus' name. And I'm filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's why I'm saved. And somebody asked me, but amen, aren't you black? I'm a, yes, but I'm saved. And the Lord's plan, his salvation plan was for him to save the world. Not just one group. As a matter of fact, amen, praise the Lord. This is the problem right now with, amen, the Hebrew Israelites because we're going in a time where they're pushing the black thing. And they're saying that since we're black, amen, praise the Lord, we're this group. And since we're this group, we need to be away from that group. And then they're saying to be saved, you got to be circumcised. To be saved, you got to have a beard. To be saved, you got to do this. And to be saved, you got to do that. And literally they're going through, amen, praise And they're getting unsuspecting apostolic people. And pulling us into this mess. And I begin to look at this and I begin to see this. Amen. Paul began to talk a little bit about the fact that we are saved by faith. 
And what justifies us is our belief in God and our dependency on him. Your skin color does not save you. The kinkiness of your hair does not save you. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Amen, praise the Lord. Amen. The width of your nose does not save you. What saves you is your belief in Jesus Christ and understanding that he is God and God alone. Amen. But to understand this in the fullness of this, amen, you must know in essence that the Lord came to Abraham first. The reason why the law does not work is because God came to Abraham first, first and Abraham is known as the father of faith. With him coming to Abraham first, he made a covenant with Abraham in Genesis, I believe, chapter 15. And when he made the covenant with him, amen, that covenant that he made with him was 430 years before the Lord came in and gave the law to Moses. Now, what you must understand is this, that when he gave the law to Moses, oh, glory, hallelujah, in Jesus' name, the law amen was to show mankind that he couldn't live by the law of God and that he needed something special as a matter of fact when you look at this amen praise the Lord amen uh, Paul says something so powerful in the scriptures amen praise the Lord he began to say that the law was the schoolmaster in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 24 he said wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith faith in other words the law really was there to bring us to the faith and believing in Jesus we were supposed to find out and understand amen praise the Lord that we could not do the law we could not live the law because if you broke one part of the law you broke the whole law and since you broke the whole law you said that's how you say nobody could be saved then so when the scripture says that the law was our schoolmaster, you must understand that it comes, schoolmaster comes from a Hebrew word, and I'm going to butcher this word, amen, all of those, amen, that are Greek scholars and everything, please forgive me, I will just cover your ears, I'm going to butcher this thing, but it's called paradiguo, and that word literally means in essence, amen, it means a slave, and it literally means a slave, that's right, and what the slave's job was he was not there a man to teach you he was there to take you to school and drop you off that was his job his job was to take you there and drop you off and guess what he could put something on your behind too if you decide you didn't want to go to school matter of fact your daddy would tell him beat him if you don't go to school to take that boy to school make sure that boy go to school because you know he's crazy he'll leave and so therefore the law was a schoolmaster it was there to take you where, glory hallelujah where you could not go and then when it dropped you there and literally you're in a school amen praise the lord where they're teaching college algebra and college amen arithmetic and you're learning all of the different sciences and you're learning amen praise the lord all the engineering things but here you got a third grade mindset It's so far over our heads until what you do when things get complicated and you, you go to sleep or you get up. I got to go to the bathroom. We did the little bathroom thing when they were in school. You were taking a tough class. I got to go to the bathroom. Teacher said, you just went to the bathroom. Well, sit down. And then when you go to the bathroom, you sit in the stall a little bit. Hey, Amen. Just hang out there a little bit. Because you know good well. You don't know. Listen, it ain't doing you no good being in class. 
you sitting, you sitting down there cooling out. Well, guess what? That's what the schoolmaster was for. Because the schoolmaster was to draw you back in class and sit next to you and make sure that you stayed in class and know that you couldn't understand what the teacher was teaching. And so literally, amen, after the uh, glory, you came to the conclusion that you were, amen, not smart enough at that time, amen, to understand what the teacher was teaching. And the slave would beat you and say, boy, how come you didn't make no A's? The slave literally, amen, would put something on you because you couldn't do well. Now, literally, amen, that's what it, the law did. The law beat you, amen, hallelujah, because there's no way you could follow it. No way. No way. So what the law, what they did was make me want faith. And make me want to believe in God. Listen, I, I'm sorry, I just don't know this. So it makes you say, listen, I, I need the Lord. I need the Lord. My mother used to say this when she was teaching, amen, praise the Lord, in the 70s when they were taking prayer out of schools. And my mother would go for the debates and all that stuff. And they were trying to take prayer out of schools here in Hillsborough County. And my mother was one that had seniority, so they would listen to her, amen. And they would say, uh, Mrs. Shaw, what do you have to say on the matter? My mother said, as long as they got tests, they're going to be prayer in schools. <laughs> and guess what? That's what the law did. And to have somebody take you and take you from that position, amen, where you didn't understand, couldn't do it, couldn't walk in it, couldn't be it, and then take you back to that point? I ain't going in that. I'm not going in that. So what Paul was saying in essence, amen, praise the Lord. He said, after faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. So literally, amen, praise the Lord. Uh, we were waiting and waiting and waiting for faith to come. And when faith came, then guess what? I'm out of this thing. I schoolmaster, you ain't got no power over me. Glory, hallelujah. You ain't got no power over me. You can't do nothing to me. You can't make me do anything. And therefore, amen, praise the Lord, this is the power of this thing. But then Paul begins to go and begins to go to legally. And he began to say, I'm going to speak to you according to the legal system. Allow me to preach a little bit. Can I talk a little bit? I know you're tired. I know you've been shouting all night and everything. Amen. But I don't get to do this very often. Amen. All right then, amen, praise the Lord. So when you look at this, amen, Paul then began to come in and he began to say in verse 15, now he said, if you didn't understand that, now I'm going to speak to you after the manner of men. In other words, I'm taking you to court and I want you to understand, amen, praise the Lord, hallelujah, amen, how this thing is. And then he began to tell him in verse 15, he said, brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it, though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man disannul it or add it thereto. Now to Abraham and his seed where the promises made uh, he saith not into the seed as many but as one and to thy seed which is Christ this I say that the covenant that was confirmed bef before of God in Christ the law which was 430 years after cannot be disannulled that it should make the promise of none effect now let me just explain what Paul was talking about Paul was saying that we have a legal agreement here and he said, at the time when the Lord, amen, made the promise to Abraham that he was going to be the father of a great nation. Amen, praise the Lord. If you remember, amen, in Genesis, amen, chapter 15, amen, the Lord made, amen, a covenant, a blood covenant with Abraham. Literally, amen, the Lord, hallelujah, 
came in, amen, and put Abraham to sleep. He told Abraham, amen, at first, amen, he said, I want you to go and I want you to, cook, to get three uh, oxen, get three rams, amen, get uh, 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 two birds. And I want you to go in and I want you to cut them in half, but I want you to leave the bird. Don't kill the bird, but kill, cut everything in half. And then the Lord put him in a trance and put him to sleep. And when he put him to sleep, amen, God manifested when God manifested amen praise the Lord God amen and Abraham began to walk through the blood now amen our church is familiar with this because I told them the power of the blood covenant because what the blood covenant does is the blood covenant changes both parties hey, glory hallelujah the blood covenant amen is something that cannot be broken no matter what in other words amen praise the Lord when Abram walked through the blood amen praise the Lord with the Lord he went from Abram to Abraham amen because he is walking through the I am that I am. So when he was walking with the I am that I am through the blood, amen, he lost Abram, amen, and gained Am, amen, which is Abraham. And therefore, since his name changed, amen, praise the Lord, we understand and know in essence, amen, that literally this covenant is binding. Literally it is binding and it is going to be, amen, because the blood covenant cannot be broken. But there was a problem. And the problem was the fact that God lives forever. God can't die. Amen. Praise the Lord. But Abraham is a man and a man can die. So therefore since the man could die, then the covenant, amen, praise the Lord, would not be fulfilled. This is when Moses came in, amen, and got the law. So when he went and got the law, the law said, I'm in effect amen praise the Lord because somehow amen praise the Lord amen hallelujah the Lord cannot change the blood covenant but the blood covenant has to have two people that agreed in the beginning in order for it to change and since you only got one person living which is God glory the lost oh glory hallelujah the devil said I got you people I got you because you can't live by the law you can't do the law and every time you mess up I'm sending you to hell so literally amen the devil thought he had us but what the devil didn't realize that in the growing of abraham in the in the loins of abraham in his loins was the son oh glory hallelujah hallelujah in the loins was god himself so therefore amen when the devil thought he had him the lord said i got you because i'm in the loins of abraham and that's why matthew 1 goes through the 42 generations because literally what the lord is trying to tell the devil is see i got you In other words, since Abraham was the father of faith, faith still reigns. Faith still reigns. And the Lord said to make sure that I kill the law. He said, I came in the form of man. Mm. I came in the form of man. I lived as a man following the law. Nobody could live it but me. God said nobody could do it but me. I'm the only righteous one by the law because I am the law. So when he got to the cross, 
and died on the cross. When he said it's finished. When he said it's finished. It's finished. Because when you've been baptized in Christ, you put him on. Hey, you put him on. You see, I, Adrian, amen, cannot live according to the law. So therefore, I got a problem. But when I am baptized in Jesus' name and walk in his way, I look like it. When I'm filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, I talk like him. And when I'm obedient to his way, the Lord has no power over me in Jesus' name. Pray my strength in the Lord. My God, you ought to give the Lord a hand praise it. Grab somebody by the hand and tell them I've been down in Jesus' name. And tell them I'm glad about it. Tell them in the flesh, I look like and didn't give them your name. Uh-huh, give them your name. But in the spirit, I look like Jesus. Sometimes the devil want to make you prove you saved. You got on Christ, you know you saved. The devil told Jesus, I told young man the other night, the devil told Jesus, say, if you be the son of God, turn these stones to bread. Jesus looked at him. He didn't have to do that. He had already done that. He had already turned the stone to bread. He's the stone which the builder rejected. Then he said, I'm the bread of life. <laughs> I ain't got to do that. You already say you done put on Christ. Amen. Jacob was not the one that was in the covenant. There's a lot of Jacobs around here. All of us are no good Jacobs. Amen. 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 But Esau, Mama say, go in the closet. Get some of your brother's clothes on. And put some hair on you. Your daddy blind. Just go in there and let him feel you. Amen. You got on the clothes of your brother. I'm so glad I went in Jesus' closet. How many of y'all been in Jesus' closet? Baptized in the name of Jesus. And then he said, now, I, I don't want you to be like Jacob because when Jacob got there, Jacob almost got, he almost got cursed because his daddy said, you feel like him and you smell like him, but you don't sound like him. God said, I'm going to fix this on this side. <laughs> on the day of Pentecost, I'm going to put some clothes on you. You're going to put him on 
by baptism, but I'm going to make you sound like it. On the day of Pentecost, he filled him with the Holy Ghost. I look like him and sound like him. Everybody got the Holy Ghost, lift your hands. Everybody got on Christ, lift your hands. My God said, thank you, Jesus. Tell somebody, I'm one of them. Matthew 22 says it. Said that when a man came in, you see, we were talking about it last night. My God, what powerful message, Bishop. See, there's a wedding going on. Some of y'all in the wedding, some of y'all guests at the wedding. So you got a bride. Amen. Then heaven consists of three groups. So you got guests. Amen. You got the elect. And you got the bride. The bride over there in the 22nd chapter, it was able to invite guests. Amen. But the bride is a part of the party. And there's a different love than the guests have for the groom than, 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 than the bride. You got a lot of folk in the church, they ain't got the love of God like you got it. They just guess that's the wind. But I'm I'm in I'm I'm the bride. Thank God for this message today. We are justified by faith. We are justified by faith. And to show you how much faith we have in him, we do what he says. Because if you really have faith in God, that faith is displayed by your obedience. And my faith is displayed by the fact he told me to be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with his power and I obeyed that. Aren't you glad that you have been baptized in Jesus' name? 